You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And they asked Rabbi Yoshev, um, he said, when you daven and you say as part of the vidui and as part of the slichos and part of the vidui, you say, shalo echta od, you need to mean it. You need to mean it. When you say, it's not just davening to Hashem, please, I don't want to sin. You're also accepting and meaning it that you don't plan on sinning anymore. It isn't just, oh, I pray to God that I won't sin anymore. Please, God, let, just please don't let me sin. Isn't part of the tefillah, Rabbi Yoshev says. We know that in order for something to be a true tshuva, it has to have the three parts. And it has to have charota on what you've done. It has to have aziva sachet, I'm not going to do it anymore. And you have to have kabbalah. When you say sholeyech ta'oid, you have to mean it. That you really don't plan on, on being choyte. You can't have, well, uh, maybe uh, something, uh, no. That's where you're makabal. That's what, that, what, that's what makes it tshuva. When Abel Yoshev became in his 90s, um, he acted according to his own psak about what to do on Yom Kippur. We talked uh, a couple of days ago uh, from Rav Unterman about the significance of why fasting is connected to the Kedush of Yom Kippur itself, to the Kapar of Yom Kippur. Rav Yoshev told others that if you are a Chayla and there is a way that you could technically be Makayim the Tonis and still have nutrition. And that is what through getting infusions. So he was Makabel infusions through a, uh, he, he specifically went uh, to get a, um, to, to have the, the line put in. And through that, he was able to get the infusion in order that he would be able to fast. In fact, until the last Yom Kippur of his life, which was 2011, he didn't eat. They just he just had he didn't have to eat pachas um, you know, having and then waiting, which is also an eitzah. But early he said he was zocha that imamish did not have to have achila because that's not called halacha achila, getting an infusion. In fact, even before he became sick and needed it. He would tell people, if you're not able to fast, and you have two possibilities, one is to eat shiurim, meaning basically you eat and then you have a break. You eat a little bit, and then you make sure you don't have a kezayas or a kosevas, which is what the shir is on Yom Kippur, I'm sorry, within the amount of five minutes. Um, there are shitas, some say for that's to be nine minutes, but the most there are, as Rav Unterman and others, Paskin, five minutes is, is good enough. So that is an Eitzah for someone. And he hasn't technically violated Yom Kippur because he never ate in a, in, 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 in a, in a crystallized moment. In other words, it was he ate, he, he chewed a little bit, nibbled a little bit, and then nibbled a little bit later, a couple of minutes later, five or six minutes later. So what he took into his system is able to give him nutrition and he was never over. So that's a way that you can be Makayim fasting on Yom Kippur. So Rav Yosha felt 
that it's better to have an infusion. And he explained, because there's a machlekas, a very famous machlekas, Rabbi Yechon Rishlokish, about the din of chatzi shir. So it's even though the shir menatayra of Yom Kippur is, because we say, kol nefesh asher leisu'una be'etzam ayyem hazeh v'nichrasu, that the shir is for the nefesh, yisuve nafshoi, so that's that's what the shear is, and the shear of Yisuve Nefesh is a kaseves, a big date, um, a big fat date, more than a kazayas. But even part of that, if it's if it's imbibed naturally, you're over an Easter of of chatzis shear. You don't get kares for it, but it's still an Easter daraisa. But he says, if if what you did was, you know, you have an advance, you have the line coming in, and then you have the infusion of the uh, of the material, so that is uh, with an IV, that's not achil at all, not called achil. It's not called chatzishir either. Now, he says, what? Is the problem with infusion? Rebbe Yoshev said was doctors said that you need to be very worried about infection occurring with the the cleanliness, the hygiene of the uh, of of the tube that you're using to run the IV. So you definitely need, especially we're talking about people that are ill, that the person who you have, the physician's assistant or the nurse. Whoever is there needs to be a bucky in this situation and, and, and someone you can definitely be responsible to make sure that, that nothing else occurs. So that is a uh, – because clearly if the person doesn't know what they're doing or doesn't have the highest rating, you could also endanger yourself. In fact, he says – he once said it's, it's not even a Shiloh. If a person can get infusions – uh, now, here's the thing. He, he's not going to be able to go to shul. He'll probably be stuck in bed because he needs to be near the, uh, he needs to be near the dripping that's happening. But he said it's 20 times better than having, uh, because there's no shash at all. The person has really fasted and without it, with, it he didn't have to be matir almost anything. So that was what Oliyosha himself lived by, and that's what he told other people. Another question that comes up all the time on Yom Kippur is, my shoe is very comfortable. Part of the reason why we don't wear leather shoes is that we should be in a state of Inui. Now, it's not Minatora. It's the way the Rabbanon see what it means to be in a state of somewhat suffering, a state of, 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 of not lack of enjoyment. Well, there's a lot of shoes you feel very good in. So, um, Rebel Yoshev himself felt that wearing those comfortable non-leather shoes is really not what the halacha, the spirit of the halacha. In fact, Rabbi Yoshev made sure that the soles of his shoe was, were actually like, were, were like, were thin and were like ropes across. Because Rabbi Yoshev said, if you take a look in the Mishnah Bura, in the Sharetzion, he says that even if it's not made of leather, but if it does protect you and you don't feel a sense of being barefoot, that's not Inui. 
And that is the way Rebel Yoshev wore on Yom Kippur and on Tishabov and when he was sitting Shiva as well. Um, they asked uh, Rebel Yoshev a Shiva, which was um, a little bit. Um, Uh, let's say you have a Koyun Godel. Uh, we talked about this the other day uh, when we mentioned Rav Unterman's Chidush about why people refuse to eat. And we know there was one famous Yom Kippur that everybody was eating. And Rav Unterman wondered, did they send in a Koyun Godel into the Kodesh HaKadoshim on that day? So let's say you have a Koyun Godel who Alpi Halacha has to eat. He's got an illness, but he's still the Koyen Godel. So the question is, can he be, can he serve as the Koyen Godel? When he eats, he's not being over in Aveira, as we explained with Rav Unterman the other day. It's actually a mitzvah, he's mechuyev to eat. But can he be your Koyen Godel? So this is really, this really gets into the same question Rav Unterman had, was whether if you're not fasting, can you, is it shy to get kapara? So when Rav Yoshev heard this question, he said, it's not a stira. However, he could do the avoda, but if you have another koyan, the skan, and they always had, you should take that one. Why? Because the koyan gadol is called yeser taiv. Why? But it's a hidur. It's a hidur to take the second one, because he is fasting, and as we saw in the Pasik that Rav Unterman quoted, that's what the whole Kedusha Sayom is with. Um, it's, but but Meikar Adin, he could still do the Avoda, because he's not a Balavera. So they asked Rebel Yoshev, are you sure that he's kosher? If you take a look at the Rambam, in Hilchas Avedis Yom Kippur, he says, "Biyom Atzom Makriven." It's got to be a fast day. Biyom Atzom. Um, so you see that it has to be a person who's fasting. Rabbi Yosha was not a spoil from the Rambam from that Raya. So the Rambam doesn't mean that a person has to be fasting in order to bring those korbanos. Even without that. Even if he's even if he's even if he's not fasting, Adin, since he's not a balavera, he is able to perform the avoid of the Kohen Godel. Now let's talk about not the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Let's talk about today. Um, they give the, a person has a steller to be the chazan, and it turns out he's he's got some issue in terms of his health, and because of that, he's going to be eating on Yom Kippur, but not eating in an Easter way, that it's an Easter of Yom Kippur mamish. He's going to be eating pachos mikashir. Can he be the chazan? Um, 
So first of all, you got to know that he's going to be Mekayimik properly. And you have to know to be Machmir. Because it's not that easy. However, if you trust the person that he is waiting the five minutes or maybe even the nine minutes between the morsels that he's putting into his system, if that's the case, then he could be the Shlich Tzibur, Rebel Yoshev says. Why? Because even though we say Chatzi Shir is Osir, but he's allowed to do it for Pikuach Nefesh. So the Isser was Nidche. So he could still be a Chazan. Um, so you're not over the Isser of 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 Kol Nefesh Sauna. In other words, there's another Isser called called a Chatzi Shir of anything. Um, and Enochinami, we'll, we'll put it this way, we have the same question uh, about getting an aliyah on, um, if a person eats uh, on a fast day, can you give him an aliyah? So generally we don't. But over here he didn't eat normally. Over here he ate in a way that was not a bit of the tightness. And he had a heter to eat that way anyway. So if that's the situation of Yoshev Paskant, that you don't have to take him out of his job. Especially if you assume he has a chazaka to have that job, he doesn't lose it. Even that doesn't matter how much he ate, you don't give him aliyah. I understand, Moshe, but if he eats, if he if he eats, if he doesn't eat with a real achila, then you could give him an aliyah. Because, let me explain. No, because that's not called achila. In other words, let's say he eats a little morsel, and he waits five minutes, another morsel. Right? If he if he eats breakfast normally, then that's called achila. But let's say it's 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 it's, oh, it's not pras. So meikar adin, we don't call that eating. So in a way, that would not be considered like like on Yom Kippur, like we tell the person to eat. Pachos, pachos, mikashir. So if you have the heter to eat pachos, pachos, mikashir, so you're considered a misana. And I would say the same thing, lechorah should apply for an aliyah. If the person, mamish, ate, so you could say the guy didn't fast. But if the way he ate was just a little bit and then a little bit, that's not called an achila. And technically, he could get an aliyah in that case. And even, even a bigger chidush, he could be the chazan. And I would assume in some old shuls there might be chazonim who were, you know, who had the who had the um, who had the chazaka, etc. And, and according to Rabbi Yoshev Sak, that you don't have to you don't have to take them away from being the chazan. Um maybe you want to talk to them about it. Um what about the following case? Um you have three sick people who who are eating on Yom Kippur. Can they make a mazuman? They have a right to eat. Rebel Yoshev felt they shouldn't. An interesting sach, not because they did an Aveira. Now, there's another time we don't do Zimun. We don't do Zimun on Tishabov, Erev Tishabov, right? Because we say we're not connected. In other words, I'm so in my own world of Avelut, we're not supposed to be biyachad 
that's not an achila that connects us together. It's the same thing here. Really, the whole everybody else is also achila, but I'm eating. It's not like a togetherness. It's a chiddush. The Rebbe Yosheb is saying, "Am I right?" Because on a tainus, on, on the on the air of Tisha B'av, I can hear, right? The whole purpose is to to be misabel. You're not supposed to be in a group. So everyone's in a corner, and even though they're eating this piece of bread together, there's no zimun. Rebbe Yosheb says there's a similar principle by by um, if they would eat on Yom Kippur together. Rabbi Kivilevich? Rabbi Kivilevich? Yes. But uh, doesn't it contradict the principle that, that if a person has to eat on Yom, uh, Yom Kippur, he has to save Yale uh, Yavo, right? Um, that, that is true. Yom, Yom Tov, right? So it's kind of there's an element of simply if this. In, in this seal, uh, in this eating. So why can't uh, okay, eat so, another person? You know, okay. that also is, uh, lim- you know, limited, you know, has to eat, but they both, um, you know, it's not like okay. that. Okay, uh, so, so, so you're asking on what we talked about uh, two days ago, right? Where we saw from Rav Unterman that there is a nusach of saying, Mekri Kodesh, Moedim Simcha Lusasson, right? Right, right. Uh, so you're asking based on that, it sounds like there is a sense of simcha. Still, there's simcha in Yom Kippur, but not in the Achila necessarily. Uh-huh. In other okay. words, there's a simcha that it's Yom Kippur, but you're right. pretty upset that you have to eat. You know what I'm saying? You, you had to. Got it. But, but so it's, it's not... Better, like it's a sh- almost shameful, so it's better not to, uh, right? Right, right. Lemaisa. Yes. And the truth is, there's a shtikl machlekas about this, as Rebel Yoshev knew. The primagodim does say that 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 if if you have to eat pomokam sakona, no matter what it is, even if it's not yom kippur, let's say again, you know, you had to eat pomokam sakona, and you had to eat something that was osir pomokam sakona, because otherwise you would have died. So you don't have a zimun. But the levush says, the mordechayafa im okal dover isur pomokam sakona ein ze avera chayben, and the levush says that if you ate it because it was a sakon and you had to, you would do a zimun because you're, 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 you're fulfilling the mitzvah of, of being alive. Uh-huh. So um, it's interesting that Rebel Yosha points out that the uh, Mishnah Brua paskins that if a person eats something usher, b'shogeg, um, so he's allowed to bench, okay? Um, that's what the Mishaburah says, but you don't do a zimun. In other words, <laughs> you bench because you got hana. But now that you discovered that what you ate was usr, he seems to paskin like this prima godim, achilas isr lo chashiva kvius. So Lachora, based on that Mishnah Bura and the Prima Godim, Ravel Yoshev disagrees. He says, despite the Lavush, he says you would not make a Zimun in such a case of Achilas. Because uh, again, even though, because Achilas Isr B'Shogeg, also you didn't do an Avera. Maybe an Avera B'Shogeg, you didn't realize it. Uh, it wasn't your fault. And then you discovered what you ate was Osir. 
Maybe it's, it's better than a shogi. It's an ones. You thought it was the kosher stuff. They gave you the treif stuff. So in that case, you wouldn't bring a carbon chattis, right? Because, or maybe you would, you, there still could be a shogeg there. But the point is, if it was chaylif, but the point is, is that there's, it's, it's not like you did an avera b'poel to the point that, that you're chayiv. Again, if it's a chaylif, it might, you might be chayiv a chattis in such a case. But if it's an ones, you'd be potter. Still, you don't bench. Mishabura says. So Lachor, that's the same thing as eating on Yom Kippur when you're mechuyiv to eat. One of the things Ashkenazim do on Yom Kippur is say Yisker. Um, they wanted in the yeshiva um to mention all the gedolim who had died that year. And they had a number of Rosh Hashivas from their own yeshiva that died. So um, the question was, they wanted to mention it at Yisker, the Neshamas of the Rebbes, the Rabbanim. So the question was, how should they mention it? Should the person, the first one that was mentioned be, you know, according to the chronological date, or should it be based on, he's the Rosh Hashiva, and he's been for 40 years, and he's only been there for 20 years, or how do they, how do you mention names in Yisker when you're doing it in a Kovadika way? Uh, there are places, again, Moshe, you're, you, you're not used to it, but there are places where it takes on Yom Kippur, they take out the big Yisker book. In fact, right over here in, um, in Murray Street, and I think in the JEC too, in the, in the main minion, I think they take out a big Yisker book, right? And they say, they mention names of people. They do, they do. I mean, they did when I was uh, praying with the, uh, right. 20 some years ago. Yes, they, yeah. So the, the, que- so the question is, you know, is there, is, is there, a, a, over there, there might be a special uh, community uh, rule. We mentioned this name first, he died first. But let's say you're thinking about how to be machabit someone during Yisker. So he said like this, uh, you should, don't start, mention first the one, the one who died the earliest. Um, and, and he says, come on, what are you going to do? Now that the person has died, you're going to start saying, well, I'm going to mention the Rosh Hashiva before this other Rav. We don't know ultimately who people are. And therefore the fairest thing to do is to mention people, of course, uh, based on when they died. The one who died early in the year gets mentioned first. Now, here's something that, Moshe, you do have a connection to. What do you do in terms of Birchat Koanim by Ni'ila? So, the... Um, the Rabbi Socherber Eilenberg, uh, Ashkenazi Rav and Posek wanted to say, hey, we have to stop doing Birchat uh, Kohanim by Ne'ila because we know that's an Avoda, and Avoda has to be during the day. And therefore, he was quite upset, and again, this is part of the Psak that 
that the Sephardim follow to make sure to do Birchat Kalanim while it's before it's Shkia, before the sun goes down. But in, in the Ashkenazi circles, the davening was lasting longer. So there was a movement by some Rabbonim to just cancel Birchat Kohanim by Ne'ilah. I was about to say, they don't do it in JEC, they don't do it. Yeah, I guess that's the reason why. Um, so, and what he said was, I think what we should do is, um, the other eights is, try to say Nesias Kapayim and we'll do Piyutim afterwards. This way we get Birchos Kohanim. Um, and that was what Rav Yisachar Bear Eilenberg, uh and that was 400 years ago. He, that was what a movement was. The Mario... He must have been the son. Yeah, well, yeah, with a name like Ivan from, from the city of Ivanberg. So anyway, the Mario who came basically this, a little bit before him, uh, and the Ramo quotes him, says that you are allowed to, to do Birchat Kohanim at night. And even though it's already night, you can still have the Kohanim do Birchat Kohanim. Um, the great Rabbi Yaakov Emden that we've talked about actually f- proved, and he had some sources, I don't have them here in front of you, uh, to prove that you can do a Birchat Kohanim even at night. But Lamaisa, Rabbi Yoshev, when he spoke about it, said that to, look, to, to be so mech on Rabbi Yaakov Emden and the Maril to actually, when it's clearly past you to send Kohanim up, very hard to be mechel with that. Because he says, the Mogan Avram quotes Eilenberg, Rabbi Socher Ber. And he says that we should not do, we should not do duchening at night. Um, and the Mishabur also says that if it's already dark, we don't send up the Kohanim. In fact, Rabbi Yoshev said, look in the Prima Godim, even if it's Bein Hashmoshos, that it's not dark. The Shabura says Chashecha, like it is if you're looking outside now. But the Primagodim says even when it's Bein Hashmoshos, where you shouldn't be doing that. Now, um, the Mishabura says in the Sharetzion, however, the Beshasat Chak, when it comes to Mincha, you can be somech on Rabiosi and daven after Shkia. About in Yerushalayim, it would be about thirteen minutes after Shkia. So, even though you shouldn't be duchening, but you still can daven mincha, and it's still called the Tfilas Hayom, even though the Shkia has has gone, just like. We see Bidiyavid, people Davin Mincha, even after Shkia. When well, it comes. That's not a regular Mincha. That's a, uh, at least an hour Mincha. <laughs> uh, right. But the point is, is that, you, in other words, it isn't like I, uh, it's Osir to Davin. Lamaisa Bidiyavid, you can still, you, you could still. We don't follow Rav Eilenberg. Rav Eilenberg said, you know, um, you know, he wanted to be Makatsir and he wanted, well, I say you could still say, I'm davening Yom Kippur. It's still the day. It's still, it's Ne'ilah is a tefill of Yom Kippur Bayom. I, it's dark. Okay. Um, the same that we, people do that for Mincha during the year. 
Um, one last thing, and then we'll go on to the Yerushalmi. Rebel Yoshev, of course, was not such a healthy person, and he still lived quite a long while towards the end of his life. But he was very makbid that he would not eat before Rabbeinu Tam's Zman. And even when he was, he had to be in bed with infusions and everything, he waited till he actually took food into his system orally for the Zman of Rabbeinu Tam. Um, the doctors tried to stop him, and they said, you know, we think you're a man of your age, you really you shouldn't be waiting. So he said, hmm, okay, you say I can't wait to Rabbeinu Tam? Okay, I'm going to go 15 minutes later than what it says in the Luach. So he says, you know what, I'm not, I won't wait 72, okay, 55. So that was even at the end, he still pushed himself uh, to wait till it was definitely Choshech. Rabbeinu Tam not, but at least... Um. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.